All right. We're live. I saw you press the record button. All right. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And we're live. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Wine Night Stand. Wine Night Stand. I'm, I'm like trying out. Our intro songs. I, we do need an intro song. I was thinking about that today. This is episode two. Maybe episode one. Maybe episode one. Episode one. Actual episode one might be a hidden episode for our Patreon only. <laughs> Tier two. We don't yes. have a Patreon account, so don't yeah, start Yeah, don't like, look for us yet. But Just if you do join, you'll get that hidden episode one. Yes. Um, but what were we talking about? Oh, intro yeah. song. Intro song. We need but an who intro we are. song. Yeah. So this is Wine Night Stand. My name is Lourdes. And uh, my name is Paul, and we are here to talk about wine. We are partners, and we are here to have a wine night stand with you all. And ourselves <laughs> every week. Exactly. Uh, Basically, this podcast is we're going to enjoy and sip on a wine, random wine that we choose for the night, and talk a little bit about it. I have more of a wine background. Paul has a wine background as well. But when you say random wine, we're not just pulling a wine like off the shelf. There's a little bit of planning here. A right? little bit of planning, but we're gonna. It's there. It, it's it's so random. It's a little random. It's a little random. It's a little random. Yeah. It's not like we walked to the corner store and right. picked up. We're gonna the drink of a wine, wine and see what conversation comes up. What about the wine? I mean, wine yeah. is all about the conversation. So exactly, and sharing it with people you like each other. <laughs> oh, you're getting into Okay. Well, okay. Now I see. I told you why I was thinking about this song, so you're I'm not sure. Up, Maybe that'll be part of the Wait, our, I have a joke for you I have to tell you. All right. Like, what's the joke? Um, uh, how much does a roof cost, usually? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. It's usually on the house. <laughs> this is going to be a very short podcast. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of on the house, (laughs) speaking of on the house, cheers. Cheers. So to this wine, this wine, wine, I've had a few sips already. It's delicious. So let's really get into it. All right. What are we drinking tonight? Well, basically what we're drinking, from what I tell, we're drinking a sparkling or actually it's not really sparkling. You notice how like the bubbles are really light. It's kind of flat, but it's not, when I say flat, I don't want to say flat. It's so bubbly. Yeah. It's got like a texture to it. Um, but effervescence, it's very, very light, light on that. Yeah, so this is actually technically a frizzante. 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 Have you ever heard that term? I haven't. I actually, well, as you said that, I, it rings a bell to what I was reading about when I was researching this wine. And that's why I wanted to go back to the random. There is research that's involved before this podcast, even though the wine is yeah. kind of random. But, just, yeah. but yes, frizzante came up. In particular, because it is a style to this region and to this particular uh, group of towns that has kind of a heritage in wine and heritage and okay. that type of thing. So Frizzante did yeah. pop up in my reading. Well, it's more, Frizzante, if you think about it, like basics of how wine is made is a byproduct of fermentation, how you get, you know, grape juice into wine as you ferment it. And a byproduct is CO2 or carbonation. So when you capture the CO2, that's how you get bubbly wine. But really, it comes down to the pressure of the wine and how much you're actually capturing, which dictates the style. So you have like full-on champagne, but then you have spumante, which is fizzier style of wine, 
But again, that's where you just get a bit of the fizz. It doesn't have a full so pressurized you, fermentation. How does that so work? So yeah, I see that fermentation releases that CO2 and you capture it, but isn't all wine fermented? So wouldn't all wine have a certain effervescence to it? Yeah, so yeah, but it's about it, it's about when you're fermenting, if you have like an open tank fermentation, the CO2 is evaporating into the air, right? So it's dissipating. I see. Whereas if you capture it, and so in this in this particular case, this wine was, I think what's interesting to note about this wine was that it had a crown cap, like a beer bottle cap to it. Because uh, again, the pressure is not so much that the, mm-hmm. you know, it's still airtight and sealed. Um, so the name of the wine itself is called Formica Pazza Rose from Cole Formica. And I think Cole means farm in Italian. Okay. But yeah, this is a this is a naturally fermented frizzante wine. You can't see on the color. We don't have the video up today, but we'll take pictures of the wine. It's a nice salmon. Salmon. Like, I was that's color. The, took right so it's, a rose. it's, it's nice. technically a rosé. Salmon rosé. Yeah, and uh, it's a, it kind of looks like it an smells like honeycomb. Underripe peach. Oh, like peach fuzz. Yeah. Like peach, um, it does skin. smell like. Yeah, I, I just get honeycomb and like. I get some strawberry. Yeah, but like bruised strawberry, like the strawberry at the bottom of the. Um, I get some like. Of the don't container. be weird out. I get some like eraser. I get some like. <laughs> I don't know. We weirded out. I mean, that's really like what this podcast is for, right? Like we're gonna get. Well, I know. I know that because descriptions are what we right, experience. So like, if you're like literally, you said eraser, right? So now I'm thinking back to like violently erasing an answer to a quiz and being like, what is that rubbery smell? I get that smell. Right? That so that's like rubbery, rubber smell. That yeah. kind of... So that's not weird. That's that's experience, bro. Yeah, that's experience. That's, <laughs> you know, growing into this wine. Yeah. So let's taste it. It's very good. So it's definitely more... It's like both fruity and savory, though. Like it is fruity get, and savory. This is an Italian wine, and it's actually from a region... Uh, the region where... The capital of Italy is <laughs> That's right outside of Rome. But yeah, so in uh, so Rome is we were just discussing this, like breaking it down. So when we talk about wine, we talk about the country first, the region second, and then the town or community commune um, specific to the area, right? So you kind of like you're zoning, you know, you're out in space, zoning in on Earth and going inward, right? <clears throat> So, country Italy, region is Lazio, which is on the central, never eat soggy waffles, central western part of Italy. (laughs) It's on the Mediterranean side. And Rome, being the capital, Rome is the major city in Lazio. And this particular wine is just about 20 minutes. 20 miles. 20 miles, sorry. My bad. 20 miles. How many kilometers? We are speaking. Oh. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I should know that. So 20, <laughs> 20 miles south of Rome is, uh, you have the name of the Collini. Uh, the Castelli Romani. Castelli Romani. Which is just a compilation of towns. I believe it's 13 different towns that sure. occupied that uh, volcanic, old oh, um, kind of set of volcanic volcano, uh, volcano. region. One of the largest lake there, Did I you believe know it's. I did not know that you were a huge volcano fan. Dante's Peak? Oh, my God. Dante's Peak is oh my a God, horrifying movie. movie. Thrill. Thrill. Pierce Brosnan, right? Was that Pierce Brosnan? Pierce? Yeah, 
Pierce Brosnan. Man, but I love I love volcanoes. But volcanoes are fascinating. I love volcanoes since I was a kid. Yosemite. I'm like really obsessed with like natural disasters. <laughs> natural disasters. Natural disasters. That's not what I was going for. I used to want to like chase tornadoes when I was a kid. I just go, twister. Yeah, twister. <laughs> I just watched Jurassic. Her- <laughs> Literally, I wanted to be an archaeologist because of Jurassic. Park. I just watched Hurricane Heist for the second time, oh, starring for the second time? your brother. <laughs> And I remember watching this and thinking, this is a ridiculous movie. But, okay. okay. And actually, Let's go back to uh, Natural Wonders of the World. I find I think that volcanoes are natural wonders of the world. I guess. Unless They're not you, like, really considered in the category. I but don't know if the people of Pompeii I'm in sure. R.I.P. But, but the thing about volcanoes, but volcanoes are fascinating. You know, like they literally magma. Oh my god, lava! Like, come on! You don't know when it's gonna what erupt. Is interesting about volcanoes. It's basically like the Earth's recycling system because all that dirt and all that stuff goes into the ground, right, and gets sucked down and then and shot like, back up much. eventually through yeah. a volcano. Interesting fact. Um, <laughs> Mount St. Helens is coming up on the 41st, 41st anniversary, I believe, on the 19th. Okay. Are we going to celebrate? I don't... Do we celebrate? <laughs> I don't know if there was a loss of life there, so we could celebrate that, but it's really cool. Well, that I just celebrate friggin' nature, man. I believe man. that they, that affected a lot of North America. Yeah, it's crazy. But what's what's more interesting is, like, obviously later, later on in my life, as I got into wine, is... Everybody talk volcanic soil, volcanic soil, volcanic. Volcanic soil is just as important or as fascinating in terms of soil composition for grape growing as as is where um, glaciers melted, you know, and and oh, leaving layers. So, so erosion and geology, geology. And man. I think that's interesting. If we're going back to wine, is that Long Island? Yes. Long Island is the whole island of Long Island. It's very big. Right. Some of even New York City's on Long Island. Queens is uh-huh. on Long Island. That entire island is basically that an island is just there because there used to be a glacier there, and when that glacier yeah, receded, yeah. it just left all the rocks that Composite. it carried from wherever the it came from. It's the a, the whole erosions. island. But anyway, volcanoes are fascinating. So where this wine is coming from. Are there are a lot of volcanic volcanoes? Right. So like, well, one of the largest lakes there. Uh, it, it's a big lake region. Usually, how where lakes are formed, right? Isn't isn't that like? Well, I don't know. I don't know they could be formed in volcanoes. Well, this is uh, this lake um, is a crater lake. Okay. So yes, to oh, your so point, then, it yeah, is it formed uh, on a volcano or at least a dormant volcano. So it is has a lot of that volcanic volcanic soil like mm-hmm. we said and it is it's a beautiful region i, I mean i've never been the person yeah, looking I mean, at the pictures because yeah, you're still by the water but then you have obviously you have some altitude and different and because of the altitude histor- historically you know romans hello right so this area was actually a vacation spot for much of roman nobility and mm-hmm. the papacy so actually Interestingly enough, there what you is. Me? <laughs> Interestingly enough, there is a uh, area there, a, I believe a castle, that was the summer home for the Pope for quite some time. Sure. And it actually, even though it is in Castelli Romani, which is a part of Italy, mm-hmm. that particular villa or that particular castle 
falls under the Holy See. So it does not fall under Rome, uh, Roman rule. I just get like a flashback to my like dead ancestors. <laughs> it does not fall under. All right, it, Caesar, calm down. <laughs> it Caesar. does not fall under Wait, Italian rule. Right? <laughs> yes, it does not fall under Italian rule. It falls under the Vatican, which is kind of interesting. I mean, the Vatican City is its own yeah nation state, if you want to call it that. Lazio is a region, as we mentioned, where the city of Rome is, the Vatican. Uh, super historic. But what's interesting about Lazio in terms of a wine producing region that's mostly known for white wines okay. in general. But obviously you can find red. So if you're looking to explore Lazio wines, the one white wine that I'm thinking of is Orvieto DOC. So those are like really interesting fuller bodied style. Well, maybe more medium body texture white wines. But interesting but what we're drinking today again we see we were saying that it's really nice peach salmon color and it's made from sangiovese yeah it's delicious so, and sangiovese, sangiovese being a red grape from tuscany I was gonna say, just north right. of lazio tuscany i think sits right above the lazio region right it's not rare that you would have a sangiovese in lazio or that there's overlapping regions that carry that produce similar grapes because of proximity. But what I love about this wine, and what we do focus on when we taste wines uh, during wine nightstand, <laughs> on wine nightstand? On wine nightstand? On the wine nightstand nights, which is... On the wine nightstand, it sounds like <laughs> we're like going to bed with our wine and we're putting on our wine nightstand. Basically what we're doing, we're going to wine sleep right stand. after this. But no, for white night stand, what we're choosing are, or what we're always going to choose, maybe sometimes we'll experiment, but we're going to always do our best to choose wines that are made by families or longstanding historic wineries that focus in organic or natural winemaking because, you know, we appreciate that grapes, help me out here, but we appreciate that grapes are an agricultural product and that should be grown responsibly and handled responsibly because it is being turned into something that we consume. So we're not going to do brand name stuff on the pod. No, I think we're going to focus on things that are more sustainable. Yeah. What's interesting, what I, so there were five. And that's what this wine is. Ruling that's families that kind of sat on the board of trustees, if I can call it that, of this region. And one of the coat of arms, and I can't remember the family, uh, actually just had grapes as the coat of arms. So wine has been in this region for an extremely long time. Oh, for sure. I mean, wine has been most everywhere in Europe for an extremely long time. So for this particular wine, speaking on the Cole Formica uh, winery, um, this is from the Frascati family. And they have owned and cultivated a small parcel, like, it's only three hectares of land, but they've owned it for more than 100 years. So we're talking, like, true pass down from generation to generation. Um, and of the three hectares that they own, only two of them have vineyards. Because when we get into wine that is produced by real farmers, farmer wine... If you will, you're not just gonna have vines in the vineyard. You're gonna have orchards. You're gonna have for for Italy a lot of olive groves, um, 
herbs and lavender fields or other flowers, cereals. So you're going to have places where it's literally true farmers making the wine. They just also cultivate, so they cultivate all this other stuff, but then they also cultivate grapes and produce really honest, raw, natural wine, if you will. Um, so something to take into consideration that I take into consideration when I'm thinking about wine because it's really their true product that we're supporting a family that produces this wine. So um, the vines are, we could talk about vine age. They're like around 40 years old. So, you know, vines can grow up to 100, 250 years old. It's how much fruit those older vines produce is up in the air. They might not get as much and, you know, but people are always like replanting and honestly, you know, or um, constantly reviving vines too. So these are just uh, 40 year old vines, which is so pretty up there. So yeah, yeah, that's about your age, right? Vines. Not yet. Zinger! <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> no, you're not 40 yet. But um, yeah, so 40 year old vines, they grow, Sandra may say, don't be mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Don't be mad at you. They grow Sangiovese, they grow Malvasia, and they grow Trebbiano. So Malvasia and Trebbiano being white grape varieties, Sangiovese being a red uh, red variety. Um, yeah, they make sparkling and still wine. We're, we're tasting their sparkling or their frizzante. Because again, the bubbles are fading, right? Like Yeah, I mean... They're fading pretty fast. Yeah. I don't know, texturally, it's still like Texture, a food. It's fantastic. And, it's, yeah. and even though the bubbles are fading, I feel like the wine is definitely like growing a little bit. Like now I'm getting all sorts of plums. Yeah, no, now it's, yeah, definitely like. It's evolving like real quick. Yeah. And 100% Sangiovese, as, as I mentioned before, they ferment with spontaneous yeast. So all the yeast that's like occurring on the grapes or found in the cellar is what's using. So, you know. I dabbled in the sourdough. Right. I As did most of I the country. I done did the sourdough. The <laughs> so really difference there, like when we say spontaneous or native yeast fermentation, is just whatever the yeast in their environment is to start the fermentation process. But they start it in like more, in bigger fiberglass tanks, but then they transfer that juice that's fermenting to the bottle and lets it re-ferment in the bottle and then they cap it. Mm -hmm. So that's why the fizz is just more minimal. Um, I bought it down in South Jersey at one of my accounts, but... Uh, you know South Jersey was to secede. So this is... What? South Jersey <laughs> wanted to secede from North Jersey. To become what? Delaware? To become South Jersey. <laughs> oh my... But let's finish. So do you do you like this wine? Oh, yeah. No, I, I like this wine. Yeah, this is a typical style of wine that I tend to drink normally just because I look for lower alcohol wines. Yes, they might have more sweetness to them, but... It's just the style of wine I like to drink right now. It's I think this wine is fantastic. Life. And I actually... This particular, it's not, not saying that this is particular wine is sweet. I'm just I saying was say, it's yeah. lower in alcohol. And it's not as... For me, personally, it's not as filling as beer. So when I drink a Pet Nat or a Frizzante or light, light ABV sparkling wine, it's more fresh and lighter to drink for me versus just choosing a beer. And with summer coming on, this is a great right. It's a great beachside yeah. wine. Total beachside. I'll probably get a few more bottles that we have. Yeah, this was a fantastic drink. I enjoyed it completely. Yeah. Um, so if you are on the road looking for a cool frizzante wine, look for Formica Pazza 
Rosé. Uh, I bought this again in Long Branch in, at Court Liquors in Long Branch, New Jersey. Um, but you can probably find it in other stores. Yeah, and we'll around. link the description and the wine. Yeah, in we'll the, put the wine. The I'll, yeah, I'll start posting stuff at Lords of the Vine. Good night, wine night Good stand. Good night, wine night stand, Ciao, and we will see you next week.